Hello, stackers. Welcome back to another episode of Stack of Dice. Uh, we have one thing, a couple things to go over before we get rolling. The first one is big thanks to John from the Critical Successors podcast for sending us one of his handmade dice trays. We put a picture of it on Twitter, and I don't think we did it on Instagram. We need to, but it's just a little, I don't know, what is that? Six by four? It looks like either four by six or five by seven. Dice tray with a felt bottom. You know, it's got nice dark stained wood and everything. And so he made it and sent one to a couple of his favorite podcasts, and we were one of the lucky two to get one. So thank you very much, John. That's six by eight. No, it's not. Five by seven. Five by seven. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we, we appreciate that. And we're also looking forward to you starting up your podcast with your kids. Hope that starts soon, and we'll be looking forward to listening to that. We also got a review. And Catherine, if you can go ahead and read that for us. Okay. It says, Stack of Fun from Shibby84. Just started playing D&D and I was looking for some inspiration. Stack of Dice is funny, informative, and great for beginners or experienced veterans alike. Do yourself a favor and stay to the ends for the outtakes. They are out of this world. <laughs> And that's a five-star review. Thank you so much, Shivy, for sending that our way. And uh, if you have not yet rated and reviewed us on iTunes, we sure would love for you to do that. It's very helpful for us. And like I said in a recent episode, we are starting to uh, appear as a suggested podcast to listen to. So that's really exciting for us because it means that we're starting to make a little bit of headway in a very densely populated sector of podcasting. So thank you very much. Tell your friends, spread the word, and we sure would love to get a review from you if you've not yet done that. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at stackodice, or you can contact us by email at stack.o.dice at gmail.com. What tabletop RPG or doesn't love dice? I do, and I'm sure you do too. So if you are looking to begin a dice collection or, let's be honest, add to yours, check out Dice Envy. Go through the link in our show notes and you will be able to find many, many sets of beautiful dice of all different kinds and sizes. When you use the link in our show notes to go to the Dice Envy site, not only will you be able to shop their entire collection and catalog of various dice sets, but you will also help support this show because a small portion comes our way, which we will then immediately roll back into making this show better for you. So check them out, diceenvy.com, or better still, go to them through the link in our show notes. Hey stackers, do you feel like your games are bland and lacking in atmosphere? Well, fear not, because if you go to BattleBards.com, you can access a whole host of sound effects and background music that can really spice up your games. BattleBards.com offers a Prime subscription, and if you use our stack code STACK, you can get a 20% discount on this subscription. If you are a Prime member, you have access to a soundboard and editing tools, and the ability to stream sounds. This can be useful for adding like a dragon's roar to a final boss encounter or maybe some ambient tavern music for when your players are at the local inn taking a rest. Check it out at BattleBards.com. Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Bardalon.
previously on Stack of Dice. All right, we are standing outside Don Tiago's estate. He has ordered the gates open. They have swung open silently to reveal the well-manicured grounds beyond and the gravel pathway leading up to the golden estate. Great Don, two representatives await your august presence. He murmurs something to the effect of, they will have to wait, I have guests. I ask the Don, forgive me, but how did you have all of this prepared at a moment's notice? I told you, I have a staff. They take care of all of my needs. Please, have a seat. We will let our friend eat. Uh, Tira, like Farron, is going to sit down, but I'm just... uh, I'm imagining her just really more being perched on the edge of her seat. She just doesn't want to get comfortable in here. She's not feeling comfortable. And... I don't know. I'm trying to think when the last time she ate was how much she'd be able to resist eating something. Uh, Probably she will grudgingly take a few bites, maybe of like the meat. She's she's avoiding all these dainty looking things. Mm -hmm. Um, She, I guess, will grab a lamb chop. Tell me, friend, where are you from? I'm from the woods. I see. And where are you going? Um, Kazars? Kazars? Kazaro, you are here. Yes, you are here. But as I said, we have a great abundance of natural resources here. We have the jungle, a half day's ride away. Beyond that, the great volcano that has formed so much of our land. We have, of course, precious stones buried in the ground around us. What exotic sort of, animals. What sort of precious stones? Rubies, emeralds, diamonds, you name it. We have dug great riches from the earth. It is part of what has made Lakapa what it is. Mm. And of course, if you're really looking for adventure, he leans in dramatically, you could always go look for the hidden folk. He snaps and a servant comes gliding over. The lady would like to see a mural. One specifically about the hidden folk. Ah, yes, the hidden folk. Uh, Please escort her out to the north side of the villa. I'd like to see that as well, please. The cheery morning sun filtering through the fine glass picks out the intricate gold shape of a spur nestled atop a gear. And Mm. I notice this. You do. Mm. Okay, I'm going to first grab a hold of Farron's arm. Do you see it? I do. What should we do? Act like we don't for now. Are you kidding? Keep your cool. Keep your cool. Tira? I haven't said my name. Who's talking to me? Who said that? One of the figures stands up. It's Roland. Listen to me, Roland. My father's mind has been twisted by the sufferings that he's undergone, and I understand, but he has it wrong. It's not all bad. Thank you for joining us around the table as we continue our ongoing 5th edition D&D adventure. I'm Rhett the DM, and with me is... Meredith as Tira Ironstag. Michael as Womberbash Benson Mom. And Catherine as Farron. Who's ready to tell a story? Me! Me. I am. 
That's so gentle. <laughs> I am. I am. <laughs> um, all right. I'm assuming Roland and his friend have brother. already moved off. Oh, it's his brother. Okay. Yeah. So he had an, another brother, I guess. Yeah. All right. Um, so they've already moved off to, I guess, bow out of the meeting with the Doan. That's right. He's talking with a servant mm-hmm. to express his desire to reschedule. All right. And we have a, a servant with us who is taking us to the mural. Yeah. All right. Tira just going to try and shake off that conversation and put it out of her mind until they get there and uh, turn her attention back to this task. All right, I'm sorry. Please, um, please continue to the mural that uh, you are, you have to show us. Addressing the servant. Yep. She bows. Uh, she's wearing a fairly simple white tunic dress thing, kind of flowing sleeves, but her dark skin shows up in stark contrast against that white. Uh, she has black hair that's kind of shoulder length, and it's trimmed straight across the bang. So it's like it's straight down and then just trimmed but they all seem to be dressed fairly similarly. Uh, She doesn't say anything, but she flashes you a white smile and turns and walks on bare feet through the hallway and out the front door. So you follow her, and I do want to get from you a mental image of what the grounds might look like. What are some things? So as you're going out the front door and bearing to the left, and then coming around the left side of the villa to head towards the back of it, to the north side of the villa. Uh, you're seeing the estate has a wall around it, and of course the, the wrought iron gate up front that you came through to get here. Uh, and then there are stands of trees and things, but uh, Tira, why don't you start us off with something that you see in this garden area? I was hoping, I was, I was going to jump in and say, let me go first before, <laughs> they, went last, before last they take all the stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, as we were walking up to the front of the building anyway, mm-hmm. my imagination was of like white gravel. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I was really kind of picturing the Schwetzingen layout, how there was, there'd be little, very regularly spaced, I don't know, like topiaries or something, you know. Shaped so, bushes and yes, things. Okay. Yes, yes. It's not like naturally irregular. It's very, like I said, kind of like yeah, very blocked out. Planned and planted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just imagining a very bright effect in that, you know, you have this white gravel and it's sunny because I think you said it was fairly arid and. It's think more tropical. Okay. All right. So that's kind of what I am. I imagine very, very open grounds, not tons of shade and trees necessarily until you get closer to the house, I guess. But out in the grounds, just mostly that impressive, large open area with very regularly planted things, maybe in very impressive, like animal shapes or whatever, you know, not not just circular and maybe more artsy and impressive. And Catherine, what are some of those animal shapes? One of them is a horse that's actually standing up on the two hind legs and kind of, you know, Rearing. Putting the two, yeah, is that what it's called? Rearing. I think so. Is it rearing? Yeah. Yeah, so rearing and um, another one is a flamingo standing on one leg. And another one is a lion 
not laying down. A lot of times, you know, at places we're used to, if the homesteads have lines, they're laying down at the base of a mm-hmm, right. stair or something like that. But this one is actually standing and roaring. Um, all of them look like they're in some kind of action. Okay. And not just, you know, dummy style statues. Yeah. And are there any other details you want to add to the garden or is that good? So there's flashes of color. Okay. Uh, and a lot of it is glossy. So, I, you know, it's kind of weird. So it, there's a contrast of the gravel and then you have these like topiary shaped bushes. But um, I think because the dawn is so into being flashy that that's why I'm seeing these 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 colors and they're kind of just placed – uh, around the topiaries, there's colors, shape, little um, designs. Not like like where you would normally have a um, like a walled off garden, but uh-huh. it's it's in bright, shiny colors. Like the stones that form the sur- the wall. Yeah, the, are, the are borders around the topiaries are, are color and shiny, and yeah, so nice. A little bit of flash. I will add one more detail, and one of the topiaries really catches your eyes, all of you. It appears to be almost like a lizard, but walking on two legs and it has an elongated head and its mouth is open and two short arms you know it's it looks very odd against the backdrop of all these other creatures that are much more familiar to you and michael you want to add some more details to this sure i noticed as we were walking out into the grounds um along the walls was growing uh like this vine based uh plant uh that has flowers and it's a bougainvillea basically so like the the purple and with a little yellow like uh, stamens and stuff like that. So it was really, I, I liked that. But what I noticed was it was a bunch of bees uh, in and around, flying around, pollinating. And so it got mm-hmm. me thinking I'm hungry again. And uh, I think before we leave, I'd like to see if they have or if they're raising bees there. I'd like to get a jar of, of honey for the for the trip or whatever. Okay, great. Now, yeah, when you came back from the restroom, you were going to actually head back into the dining room. So are you accompanying yes. Tara, yep. Tara and Farron? Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure. So they have somehow swayed you from your food. They must have a really strong <laughs> claim on your loyalty to uh, Well, the servant girl is pretty. Oh, So okay. I'm like, hmm, gotcha. let's see where this gotcha. goes. You like the straight bangs then. Yes. Okay. How similar to uh, the the topiary shape, lizard shape thing, how similar is that look to the kind of reptilian type person I saw? It doesn't look very similar at all. Okay. I'm thinking maybe that topiary is meant to be like a alligator or a crocodile since it, we're in a tropical. It's standing on two legs. Yeah, I'm think it's probably more of like a stylized version okay. of what we know to be. <laughs> I'm winking. But I, I'm trying to figure out if Farron would have noticed. Uh, it doesn't a look correlation. Si- yeah, it doesn't look similar enough that you would make that link in your mind. Okay, well, you're probably not going to give me the answer to this, but so is that meant to be? like an alligator or crocodile, or is it meant to be one of these people? I know you weren't going to tell me. <laughs> Why did I waste my breath? <laughs> Why don't you give me a perception check? <laughs> and, uh, you rolled a one, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you step around the north side of the villa, and that wall of Don Tiago's villa is still masked in morning shadow, although the rising heat of the day is curling at the edges of the Yellowstone building. You've rounded the corner, and at first, you only see the tesserae, that is, the broken bits that make up the uh, the mosaic. You only see them as broken bits of very colored stone and shell. 
Each piece adds a different texture, a different shade, or tint. As with the other mosaics through the old city that you pass on your way in, your eyes are awash in pinks, greens, yellows, blues, reds, and more. But what a sight greets you as the dark-haired servant with you leads you back in the garden to a distance where you can stand and take in the entire scene at once. She gestures and bows, her hair with the straight-cut bangs swaying as she does so. All the imperfections and differences you saw up close merge together to form a scene so stunningly vivid it appears the characters could step out and breathe. Occupying the central part of the scene is a view of distant Tlacapa, which sits squarely in the middle of the wall thick with yellow towers and red rooftops. At the bottom of the wall are a hundred subtle gradations of blue as waves seem to lap at the shores of Sunrich Kazaro. Near the top of the scene, dark greens stretch left to right as the jungle sways silently in sultry breezes. And right of center, in the heart of the dusky green, rises the sheared-off mountain that dominates the landscape to the distant north of where you stand. To your wandering, and wondering, eyes, it seems like there are tantalizing smaller details worked into the mosaic. Farron is kind of, a, she's going forward and backward to see what she can perceive about these smaller details. Is it clearer if she goes forward? Is it clearer as she steps back? Because she obviously notices the the difference in seeing that up close versus seeing it from far away. And she's just walking back and forth. Yeah. Um, uh, you can give me an investigation check. Okay. 18. Okay. You come closer, and in one of your leaning forwards, because you're you're probably a good 20 to 30 yards back to, to see this. That seems excessive. Yeah. 20 to 30 feet back. There you go. Uh, I to put see my this. glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, is I a say. Hum- <laughs> this is a humongous mural. I, I think there's a mosaic over there somewhere. <laughs> you step forward, and there's maybe a little catch of shadow in the wall that causes you to step forward and you lean in and moving in close causes the illusion to shatter of course back into a million tiny pieces so now you're seeing the individual pieces that make up the scene Mm -hmm. but you notice some interesting details that don't include the entire picture first at the south edge of the jungle and roughly north-northeast of where the city is represented. Okay. A bit of the underlying wall's stone surface has been smoothed to make a shallow vertical dip in the stone. So if you imagine, like, somebody rubbed their finger mm-hmm. on the stone repeatedly, like, for years, and so mm-hmm. it wore this little trench into it. But a delicate arch of the original stone has been left at the deepest point to form a small hole. Like where there might be a little catch or a latch or something. Stick your finger in there and get bit by something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It doesn't go into the wall. It's just like, like I said, like an eye of a needle. So you can see right through it. There's no depth to it Mm, whatsoever. Okay. From the jungle side of that dip, a faint gap between mosaic pieces is just evident. Winding here and there, north and then east, then north again and east again, eventually winding its serpentine way toward the volcano. At one point, it crosses over what appears to be a bit of twig embedded in the large mural, just where bright blue and white tiles slash through the darker jungle. Finally, about a hand's breadth from the lower slopes of the volcano, there's a tuft of feather that might have drifted errantly and been wedged into the picture, but you quickly realize, Farron, that it's there by design. 
Its red barbs are barred with bright yellow, and it curls from behind a deep green bit of stone that holds it firmly in place. So again, you have this little dip in the stone Mm -hmm. with a distinctive archway over it made of stone. Mm -hmm. You have what looks like a gap in the mosaic tiles that kind of winds its way through and crosses a bit of twig over some of the blue tiles and then a bit of red feather. Is this gap, is it a crack or does it look like it's a purposeful gap in the stones? It looks, so it's the the tesserae, the little pieces of the mosaic, they look like they have just been spaced maybe a fraction of an inch more than the others around them. Because I was, before you said that, I was imagining that it was like a crack in the mortar or something that went But it looks these. pretty deliberate. It does mm-hmm. look deliberate. Okay. And you're saying that this um, this crack is kind of like wavy just because it's following the shape of the mosaics. Is that what you're saying? I think it might be a stream in real life or something because he's talking about there's a twig that crosses it, like a right. bridge. And then at the end of it, there's a feather of some kind, which yeah, means I, there's like I something disagree. up there. I disagree. Okay, what do you think? I'm not thinking anything. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think so. But I mean, it's something, or maybe it's a road. I don't know. Right. Well, a couple of things are running through Farron's mind uh, that it looks deliberate. So it's important enough to point out to the group. So that's what I'm going to do. And just uh, like, hey, take take a look at this. You guys notice this? Yeah, she calls you over. What what are you seeing here, Farron? So do you see- What's your elven eyes see? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Could you uh, lift me up? Give me a boost so I can see what we're looking at. Let Remember, me, I'm yeah. four feet tall. Come on, booster seat. Yeah. <laughs> you are not this ride high. You can Tira, just ride jump up a little bit. Jump. Yeah. You see it? I'm jump. Just going, you see it? Jump. You see it? <laughs> <laughs> what? 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 Um, so I, uh, do you see the little indentation in the wall? Come, come well, here. Now, come here. Yeah, now that you right point here. it out, I do. That's odd. Bash, you see it? See what? That little smooth indentation in the wall looks conspicuous, doesn't it? I don't know what that means, but yeah, it does look like it's there. Well, it looks really different from the other areas. Any yeah, yeah, ideas yeah, what that it does, might be? Does. No, no. Well, I mean, it just it looks kind of like somebody's been rubbing this stone, but I can't imagine to what purpose. Can I reach it, or is it too high? It's right about at your eye level. Right. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. All right, so I'm going to put my finger in it. Nothing happens. Okay. All right, so not having felt anything remarkable in there. Nothing. Just kind of, okay. And then she's just going to let her eyes follow along until she notices the gap, I guess. Is is it right at the other end of it? Yeah, so you have that little dip, Mm -hmm. and then right at the north end of it it. is the edge of the jungle. Oh. But then, yeah, there's that little gap in and mm-hmm. it, it like I said, it winds like a snake through the, yeah. the jungle mosaic part until it gets to this blue streak through, and that's where the twig is. Ah, uh, right. I think because it's showing the landscape to me, it sounds like to me, it sounds like it looks like <laughs> a river with a crossing that's um, that someone showed with. You know, rubbing with the rubbing or something. And then the other one is maybe a wooden bridge because there's that twig that's placed there. I mean, that's that's what I I think it looks like. I think that the barely noticeable deliberate gap, once you get past the green that that is the jungle, I think that is meant to be a road. And then you said there was a blue streak with the twig crossing Mm -hmm. it. Yep. 
that I, is obviously or fairly obviously meant to be a stream or a river with a bridge over it. And the feather, I'm not exactly sure, but that's stuck in there on purpose too. I'm not exactly sure what the origin, like the first thing is, what, what exactly that correlates to in real life. Does it look strong enough? Uh, like the, the thing that's over top the stone. Can I like pull on it? You're welcome to. Okay. Well, Bash just kind of like kind of shimmies up to it and like puts his finger in this way, uh-huh, so like over top. top uh-huh. And I just try to pull it. You feel it strain against you. It doesn't move. Okay. What, what kind of feather is this? I, I don't know. You said it was red with yellow barbs. Red like, barbs, th- yellow bars, yellow, yellow stripes, stripes oh, okay. on it. Yep. Does anyone I, know what? I have kind of never seen a, a feather with that exact coloring on a real bird. No. Me either. Hmm. Bash, you're our animal expert. Yeah, I've never seen anything like that before. From a very life. different part of the continent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's read all those animal books too. That's he's true. All he those did read some. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I borrowed. <laughs> Well, every intention boy, you of have returning some, them someday. You've got some serious <laughs> library fines going right now. Yeah. They're almost a week overdue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is only the second week of this trip. <laughs> um, all right. Is Stone Cunning going to tell me anything more about this? Because mm. it's made of stones. Yeah, do it. And Look the it craftsmanship. Up. I mean, it's not a it's not a role, really. It's just Stone Cunning is it a is thing. It is a role. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, he's yes. going to make you roll. Oh, great. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, never mind. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Whenever you make an intelligence history check related to the origin of stonework, you are considered proficient in the history skill and add double your proficiency bonus to the check instead of your normal proficiency bonus. Nice. All right, I guess I'll I'll give that a go and see if anything else about the craftsmanship happens to occur to me. So <laughs> <laughs> What, what did you roll? She rolled a one. <laughs> she trips on the way over. <laughs> she... Every time he has me do a check. I didn't even have you do it. But I mean. <laughs> uh, nothing nothing Might screams out Might as well just cut this entire thing because. No, no, he's keeping absolute, that. Yeah. Of course he is. <laughs> what happened was she got a little faint from not eating enough. And she just kind of like, she intended to do the check. And then she was like, oh. This is foreign workmanship to you. Hey. You're never going to have a successful stone cunning check. Never. So are you- I are also just erase it from my sheet because apparently it skips a generation. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to remember this path? Like if we get out into this area, no, like remember the I instantly forget everything I learned the minute I turn away. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Actually, um, Farron takes out her phone and takes a snapshot. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have something to write this down with or like copy it or something like that? Like uh, a character seat to write it on or um, something? Well, actually, that's a really good idea, Bash. Um, I I have a... I, why don't I scratch this in a spare piece of leather I have? Okay. The servant, you more feel her presence than hear her, but suddenly she taps you on the shoulder, Womber Bash, and with a shy smile, she hands you a piece of paper. Thank you. What's your name? Good looking. <laughs> oh, he has a name prepared. Oh, boy. You married? <laughs> <laughs> No. She, she cocks her head and looks a little quizzical. I don't think she understands do you, you. Do you have a name? She looks a little confused and shakes her head. I'm going to put my hand on my chest and I'm going to say Wamberbash. I'm going to say oh. Bash. Aketzali. 
Chiragishnaga. Run! Making friends. What's her name again? Aketsali. Okay. She smiles at you. With a twinkle in her eye. What's up, girl? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that'll work. Do you have something to write with? Yeah. No, I don't. Here. Take that piece of paper. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> Did she give Omvash something to write with as well? No. Just the piece of paper. So I motion to her. Ah, and then she hands you a plume. Got it. And then do I need ink? <laughs> it, it's fine. It's fine. It's got a piece of charcoal on it. it. Yeah, self-inked plumes. We're we're not going to turn this into a, (laughs) do I have every component necessary to, yeah. All right, so Farron's going to draw out uh, some of the things that she's noticing about the As you hold up the paper, you realize that there's something already on it. Mm. There is a series of pictographs. uh, And so there's an assortment of... What looked like little stylized birds, snakes, vases, trees, even some that look like walking lizards, uh, just little little things that are written in lines down the sheet of paper on one side. The, the back side is blank. I see. So this is the, the language then, or a language, mm-hmm. like a pictorial language, like a hieroglyph or something like that, it, it would seem. She looks expectantly at you and nods her head a little bit. <gasps> I think she's written a message on this. She's going to figure it out. She pushes her hands towards you like she's urging you to do something. I can't read this. I don't know what this says. Is she pushing us towards the the mural with it? Like, like no, saying, no, no, no. Use, she's just okay. like saying like, hey, yeah. hey, hey, read, read the thing. Holding out offering hands almost, yeah. Uh-huh. Hmm. And then she looks a little disappointed when you don't immediately understand what it says on the paper. But I mean, she's still... Yeah. Maintains her bearing and everything, but you can see kind of a little fall in her face. I wonder if this is something important. It might it might say something that explains what we're looking at here. The dungeon master master doesn't happen to have the actual printed material. He doesn't. <laughs> you have because to he has in the part. past. <laughs> he has. No, he makes these great things. <laughs> you never did see that one, did you, Catherine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll have to show it to you. It's on our Instagram, I think. I have it upstairs, too. I wouldn't even know how to begin to decipher this. I wish Peter was here. Yeah, right. He'd know. Stop it. I'm just joking. <laughs> um, also, can't live up to his memory. I'm joking. Guys. <laughs> she looks down at the ground. You can see her brows a little bit furrowed for a moment, and then she brightens a little bit. Chancho, chancho, chancho. I don't know. Chancho, and I'm, I'm. And then she points at the paper. And then she points at her eyes and points back at the paper. Chancho. And, it, and then she points know. out at the past the gates and into the city. I don't understand. I don't, is this going to help us get entrance somewhere? I don't, I don't understand. What do you think chancho means? Chancho. And then she like puts her hand oh. up in the universal sign Food? for eating. Oh, okay. Chancho. Food? Eating? And I hold my hand up like <sighs> I mimic her. <laughs> No, oh, man. No, she she looks I know, I know. Yeah, she looks very irritated at herself for not being able to speak this language, but she also does not seem like somebody who is allowed to speak very often. Mm-hmm. She's clearly trying to tell us something that's very important to her, if not to us too. She takes your hand, Farron, and she folds it over the paper. Chancho. And then she taps your hand. I guess we're supposed to keep it. Do you it? want me to take it? Take it out? Take it? And I move my my hands. Mm-hmm. Like she nods vigorously. 
okay, so do you think she wants us to take this out of the gate and deliver this to someone? I wonder Chancho is a person. Maybe he's one of the other servants. Maybe one that waits at table. <sighs> this is a little love story. It sounds like a little love story. Look for your passing notes. Do you like me? Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that that we're that if that's the message she wants us to get, that that is it. So I I, I fold it. There's fold a ringing the sound. When we fold it, and she suddenly stands up. And she bows, and then she gestures for you to follow her. Okay. We didn't get to draw the so thing. I'm okay. gonna hide the paper. Okay, and just put it in my little pack. Wonderful. That's, yeah, the mural's here. I mean, you're welcome to yeah, come back at any time. But um, she hurries back inside. You're close behind her uh, at the main door, the one that you first came in with the Doan when you first approached his house. She stands in that hallway that you described last time. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, yeah, last time, and uh, she gestures at some seats that are there in the hallway, and then disappears into one of the side rooms. I guess we're meant to wait here. I don't know what's getting ready to happen. Why are we here? I don't know. <laughs> this is so odd. There's a humming sound, and then that light footstep, and then through the doorway, <sighs> with one hand raised and the other like, draped across his. Vast stomach comes the dawn. Ah, you have come back. It is good to see you. Uh, did you find the mural? Is everything well? Did you enjoy it? We did find the Exquisite mural. Exquisite craftsmanship, is it not? Yes, it was. <laughs> Tira Lovely. says through like the kind of grin with her teeth, like, yeah, it was great. Through gritted teeth? Yes. Yeah. I am sorry the table is being cleared, but uh, I shall have something brought to you. Do you have any honey? Do you, do you have honey? <laughs> do I have only the best in Kazaro? Oh, may I have some, please? I'll see if it can be arranged. I look at Wamrabash at the uh, as his fine example of being polite, saying, "May I have some, please?" When he actually wants something. <laughs> <laughs> Give I me didn't that. know he could speak that way. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> as it turns out. My presence is required in the city. Would you be so kind as to accompany me? Why would you want us to accompany you? Because you are my guests, and I would be able to show you more of this great city. I motion to Tira and kind of point at my bag. (laughs) Pipe down. You know, like... You know, like, this is a good Mm -hmm. opportunity for us to see what she was talking about because it seemed like she was motioning for us to go out and chancho or find chancho. (laughs) Chancho! (laughs) Something chancho, but outside of the compounds. That's what I thought. All right. Uh, Yes, of course, we'd be pleased to accompany you. Wonderful, wonderful. He snaps his fingers, and two more servants come through doorways, more of these dark-skinned, glossy, black-haired people, and one of them carries a delicate parasol. Is he going to hand that to me? Or is it for him? No, it's, it's for, for the him. Dawn. It's from him. It's going to be like, Tira's like, what am yeah, I supposed to him. do with this? <laughs> she and takes a hold of it and it just snaps. <laughs> and he steps right out the front door and right behind him is that servant. And as soon as he's out in the sun, the parasol goes up and he minces along the pathway out to the front Minces. Gate. I love that. Hey, uh, uh, Don, do you, do you, you can speak to us, but like you, you speak other languages, right? <laughs> Not a word. 
Why should I learn their language? They must learn mine. Wait, are you American? <laughs> wow, I didn't expect that, actually. I thought he would have at least spoken one other language. <laughs> Not a word. <laughs> oh. oh, wow, this character. No man, kidding. And he, he crunches along lightly on the pathway heading towards the Iron Gate. How many servants? Two. And are they right close to him, or is one a little further back than the other? One is with him with the parasol. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to actually... go to the other one, mm-hmm. and l- 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 you know, lowly speaking to him, I'm going to say, hey, do you, do you understand me, like what I'm saying? He glances at you sideways, and his eyes narrow a little bit. Only little. What is Chancho? Chancho. What do you need him for? Oh, okay. I just I heard I heard Chancho, and I just didn't know what that meant. It's a it's a it's a person. It is. Is he? Uh, what does he do? He cooks. Ah. I show you Chancho. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Bash, that was pretty amazing. Yeah, take an inspiration. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I already have one. Okay, well, we'll okay. nominate you in okay. a minute. Don't worry about. It. But I mean, why would she give us a note? And say chancho. So that explains why she was using the food gesture to tell us who chancho was. Because he's yeah, the cook. Certainly makes more sense now. How are we going to find him, though? He could be in oh, any... Oh, he's, he's going to take us to chancho. Who is? The servant. He says, I, w- I will show you chancho or take you to chancho. Yeah, they weren't privy to that Yeah, we, we weren't standing oh, there. You oh, went over oh, to yeah. him. The servant is going to take us there, he said. Oh, wow. How did you get him to do that? Just ask them. Tira is suitably impressed. You step through the gates, following behind the Don, as he, again, almost pirouettes his way <laughs> down the street. I hate this guy. <laughs> <laughs> no. And again, I mean, he, he has that handkerchief out, and it's just oh, fluttering yeah. in his hand, and, you know, he's he is enjoying every moment, living up every moment of this tour through the city. And that is where we're going to end this episode. Mm-hmm. And... Prepare to enter the city once again in the next. Oh, boy. So let's hear it for experience points. Uh, I'm going to give you two each. Farron, I want to give you another two for your up-close inspection of the wall and getting those details. I had a DC set, and you blew past that (laughs) to be able to see them. Must be nice. (laughs) (laughs) I usually don't know what it feels like, so don't worry about it. All right, so let's hear it for Norse battle. All right, Bash definitely needs some points for talking to the servant and uh-huh. getting the crucial information about Chancho. All right, yeah, take three. Got it. Um, I I liked the the thinking through things, you know, as you're trying to puzzle out oh. the aspects of the mosaic. So why don't why don't you and Farron take one each? Okay. I'm not sure that Bash really had much involvement in that. Nope. He was too busy macking on yeah, the, on the uh, servant girl. He was staring at the girl. The I thought her name time. was Chancho. <laughs> you keep going. Chancho, you, that's funny. You should probably do that. <laughs> um, I don't know that a whole lot else other than, yeah, just discovering yeah. the wall, which we already got points for. Yeah, okay. All right, so let's go ahead and do the recap. All right, Tira is 54 points into level 10. Wumberbash is 67 points into level 10. Farron is 23 points into level 10. Great. All right. Yeah, and so more little details here and there, and um, we'll just see where this all takes us. Thank you, Stackers, for joining us. 
We do appreciate you coming in to listen each time we release one of these actual play episodes. We're having fun continuing to tell the story. I'm enjoying the players getting involved in describing the scenery. That's really helpful to me, and it helps to build the world jointly. If you have anything you want to share with us, you can contact us again on Twitter and Instagram at Stack of Dice, or you can email us stack.o.dice at gmail.com. We always look forward to hearing from our listeners. We hope you have a great week ahead, and we look forward to seeing you here again next time at Stack of Dice. Big thanks to John from the Critical Successors podcast. Critical's Critical Successors podcast for sending us. Ready? <laughs> sure. I think Meredith is done. No, I'm not. <laughs> Tira has left the building. Mm-hmm.